Hello and welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, aka Vertvic. Uh, are you? Ah, uh, uh, yes, I am. Oh, excellent. And you My are? Is, yeah, it is. My name is Sean Holly, aka Sean Alice Louise Jeremima Holly. Jeremima. Yeah, that was. My mum wanted to call me Jeremima. Okay. If and I was, this- if I was a girl, I think I've said this. She's going to call me Louise. Okay, and that is relevant how? Don't know. Good, let's go on with the arcade <laughs> podcast, shall we? Yeah. This is an arcade podcast, and as well as talking about things all to do with arcades and consoles and gaming and stuff, we'll also be talking about a well-known game, Rainbow Islands. It's an island in the stream, islands in the stream. Rainbow Island! <laughs> Before we get going, Sean, we're going to do like yeah. those Chicago gets. I'm going to talk about what we're drinking because I'm drinking something different tonight. I'm drinking Dr. Pepper. And do you know what? Oh, I yeah. totally understand it. It's yeah. just a fruity drink. What more? What, huh? what is the advertising thing about where they say it's so misunderstood? Why? Is Are it people thinking do- it's like a car and trying to drive it? Is it real Dr. Pepper or has it got aspartame in it now? Uh, it's real. I don't care what's in it. It's just fruity. Fruity, 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 fruity. I take a lot of the sugar out and put aspartame in them, so it does. I love aspartame. I'm showering the stuff. Do you? Oh, it's nice gorgeous. Well, I am drinking yes. a zero alcohol Bavaria Holland lager beer. Ooh, which is my, well done, my, you. Which is my favourite zero alcohol. It's very hard to get at the moment. Do you know, since was... not drinking from about four years ago, I don't think I like beer anymore. I still love the flavour. I don't. I much prefer so, sweet drinks, even if they're, even if they're sugar free, which most of mine are. I just prefer, I don't like beer. It's just nah, nah. I think that's how you pronounce it. Nah. Yeah. Gone right off it. Diet Coke and stuff does me. That and Iron well, Brew, because obviously I'm resident in Scotland now. So, Did, have, have you tried Iron Brew 1901, which is the original recipe? I think we, we spoke are. about this before. Yes, I love it. It's very bad for you. It's full of sugar and heroin and stuff. Probably It hasn't, but, you know, it's yeah. good. It's very good. And it comes in massive bottles, which I like even more. I have a 1401 now and again, because it is quite sugary. 1401? 1401? Yeah, it's, it's, a 14... really, it's a really old drink. 1901, silly me. 1401, it's, it's made made in a flagon of mead. Yes, but as soon as you drink 1901, all your teeth fall out your head, so you've got to quickly get home and brush your teeth. God. Any road, that's, 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 drink, that's drink sorted. Yes. What have we been up to? Well, I've been to Arcade Club. Of course you have, because you live near it. A long time ago now, but it's, it's, I suppose it's a while ago. The Arcade Club Bury... Williams Defenders Players Unite Meet. So oh, that's there. been on again, has it? That's a yearly event now. Yeah, but I also did a bit of a walk around as well. Of course you did. So I enjoyed that. No, normal walks in the parks with wife. And I've been learning my music stuff. I'm still learning it. Do you know Have what? you not made me a song yet? No, I'm not. For I'm God's not doing sake, how long does it take you? Wave or whatever. I'm doing moody techno, but... I've not, I've not done Moody anything techno. yet. Moody techno. Is that, that you've got to get in a huff before you can make it? Moody dub techno with hypnotic grooves and melancholy melodies. A tinge of sadness. It sounds up. hellish. Yeah, it's really good. Melon well, in it. But what I've found... Oh, not melons. Melancholy. Oh, right. Melon, melon. A, a nice melancholy, not a sad melancholy. Right. 
as I sat on the deck, warming my toes in the brisk ocean. Yeah. <laughs> what? What, mate? I don't, I don't know what worry about. Yeah, but I've got rid of, I've learned, right, I've got two now two music softwares one called Ardor, one called ableton live which is far Ooh, better i knew someone used to work for ableton so i've got rid of the Ardor one and i'm relearning i'm relearning my music stuff as well but i bought this new keyboard oh yeah which came with ableton live which is worth the price of admission alone mm, so that is the de facto um standard of music production in ableton i think it is i think yeah. it is it's so intuitive and clever but I've got this MIDI keyboard, right, which mm-hmm. is basically just a box with a piano keyboard, loads of knobs to twiddle. Ooh, and you, twiddly. Oof, and you plug it into your Apple. I use me Mac. Mm. Who's Mac? Then, yours. Yes. <laughs> then, you, then you can load all the sounds into it. Uh-huh. Thousands of sounds and play it and twiddle the knobs on the actual keyboard. It's just a box with a piano keyboard and loads of little knobs, and then you can manipulate the software mm-hmm. using the physical keyboard it's very clever cool. it's called a, it's called a midi controller but it's a mini cube so i can use bobby dodd's korg to get a few ideas of melodies because yeah. that's a that's a bigger kit that's the three octave this is just a two and a half octave. is it what is it lads it's 32 keys you're talking to your uh, invisible helpers again they're talking to the keyboard oh okay that'll <laughs> Get I'm some just sense rambling. Up at least. Anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. I'm um, learning tunes. That's what I'm doing. So that's good stuff. Yeah. Any, any f- free time I get from doing Krav Maga and going out with wife and that, th- I'm trying to learn the music. Mm. It's good so stuff. There you go. Mm. It's good. I, I've been on this stupid massive bookshelf again. You know, I'm doing this bookshelf for wife's office. Mm. It's a four meter by four meter basically bookshelf. It's huge. It's it's enormous. I'm liking doing it, but it's taken up all my spare time. I've like I've had two full weekends on it now, and doing bits in the evening sometimes as well. It's like having another job on the weekend because mm. I'm a physical worker anyway. Or yeah, I work machines um, through the week, and on the weekend I'm doing this nonstop as well. It's, it, I'm not getting paid for it either, or. I'm also not being able to play arcade games, which I do like doing. I haven't managed to get the arcades at all. This thing is mostly built now and secured to the wall. I had to sort of jig it around to get it all even to secure it to the wall. I've got to fit a ladder rail, uh, the top shelves, the cupboard doors, the drawers, and all the finishing up and obviously all the spraying and painting at the end of it. I'm physically knackered from this beast. I'm, I'm sore at the moment because I had to lift like these... This, it's in four sections, the bookshelves, and they're about five foot tall. They're all made out of 18 mil ply, so it's quite thick and quite heavy. Eef. It's hard work. But while I've been doing it and doing the woodwork, I'm getting really into the woodwork because I like making stuff, and I've got a bunch of ideas of things to make, and they will consist of plywood and CRT monitors, probably with dials, joystick buttons, and all of the above. So there's going to be some kind of arcade goodness coming out of it at the end, put it that way. Well, you know what they say. What do they say? I don't know. I thought you might be able to help with that. I think they, they say, say something about books and arcade games. They go go together like... Like a foot in a glove. Pe- peaches and cream. Yeah. Do you know what else yeah. I've had to do? Looking at you. I, went yeah. to, I had an eye test the other day. Oof. Yeah. I've been... When I've been looking at small pieces of text... I've been doing the old person thing where I sort of move the thing away and then move it forward to try and focus it. 
Yeah. And I've been getting jumbled and getting a sort of bit of eye ache and headaches and stuff. And I went to the uh, eye test. And my eyes are really good because I'm used to doing things at work with a lot of precision. I can see like small gaps and, you know, tiny differences between things. But obviously it's getting harder as I get older to see things. And my eyes are hurting a bit when I'm reading screens and stuff. Mm. And I've now got a prescription of plus one. So it's not massively out. But um, I do need reading glasses now. I've just ordered some. I'm going to look divine in reading glasses, I think. <laughs> and I'm going to start wearing slippers more often as well. And I might get a cardigan. Oh, I love cardigan. I've got a cardigan. I've got, got some slippers. Yeah, I've got slippers. I've got a fleece. A lovely fleece. Good. Mm, that's like a cardigan. It's like a posh like a modern cardigan. Sean. Yes. What games have you been playing while you haven't been making music and going for walks with my wife? Not a lot, really. I've played the featured game. Yes, me too. I've been, been playing Alex Arcade Archive. He's got a score contest running as well. I've been mm. playing Time Pilot 84, mm. which we played in 2017, believe it or not. Mm. And I got 207 or 295,000 a summit there. My lord. And I've got 147 now, so... Oh, really? Because I looked... Right. Alex is going to get a slap on the wrist when I see him next because Mm. stupid Alex in his arcade archive score challenges is an all-manner. This is all-manner. Arcade games and scores are (laughs) all-manner. I've been helping him with it. You've been moonlighting. Basically, I was sucked in myself and I've been playing Time Pilot 84 as well. It's a great game, isn't it? Yeah, I it's really it cool. It's almost as good as the original. In fact, I think it it's kind of on the same level. Like, it's quite a different game, but the same, but mm. good, really good. And I was playing it, and I could only just scrape over 100,000. I think I got a bit more than that last time we played. I did look up our old scores. And if you want to listen to us talking about it, we did it on uh, Podcast 98. Did we? Way wow. back, yeah, quite a long time yeah. ago. But it's a great game. So everyone should uh, follow Alex's uh, Arcade Archive score challenges and carry on with it. It's good. Woo. Really enjoyed it. Woo-wee, Missy. Woo-wee. I'm in the right stupid mood for a change. Sorry, Vic. Oh, really? I yeah. never noticed. <laughs> Do you know what else I've been playing as well? I've yeah, got go a few more Famicom things, as usual. And one of them that came up in after is Shanghai. But this is the second one. There's one and two. And it's the Mahjong game, but not the proper Mahjong betting tile game. They're just the, the matching tile game. Yeah. I really like it. It's really peaceful and quiet and just chilled. But oh, yeah. I've had about four games of it, because the game's quite, quite a while to play, and I haven't managed to clear a set yet. Normally on the old, was it the old Windows version it was on? Or on an earlier version of Windows, I had Mahjong. I can't remember. But it was just a tile matching game, not the proper one. Yeah. I used to really enjoy playing that. And this one is it's good, but I just haven't managed to do it yet. It's really chilled. I like it. Oh, lovely. So, yeah, not many arcade games for me either, actually. Uh, basically because Time Pilot 84 just caught hold of me. I was like, oh, I'll play that a bit when I have some five minutes spare. And obviously our uh, reviewed game as well. But our reviewed game needs time. It needs more time to get into it, I think. And I haven't had that much time to play on it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Arcade news. That new arcade I mentioned opening in Lincoln is actually Lincoln City, Oregon, in the US of A. Oops. 
it's okay. The 187 bus still goes there from Blackburn, so we're fine. Well, I worked it out, really. It does Blackburn, take 27 hours to get there, mind, but, you know. Blackburn to Lincoln City is 4,795 miles. Yeah. I could actually get there in three weeks, about, if I used public transport, and I swam that water bit in the water bit. What, the Atlantic Ocean? Yeah, if I swam that. Yeah, yeah. I think you've got your 25 metres lengths from your uh, swimming bath, so you probably better do that, no problem. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how long it is. It can't be far, can it? No. A couple of hundred <laughs> metres, I expect. <laughs> Ooh, is a good thing, Arcade News-wise. Um, time Pilot, the actual Time Pilot, and Gallagher, and a few bootleg versions of that as well, are now perfectly working on Vec Fever on the Vectrex. So nice. the, the graphics have been vectorized and then made to work on the Vectrex, on the Vec Fever cart. <gasps> it's so good. This is because um, Vector Pilot is a... Uh, indie released game which is absolutely fantastic made from scratch for the the vector console i've got that it's really good you've got it as well haven't you no you've not got vector pilot no tell you what mate you should uh treat yourself that one birthday or christmas because it's really 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 good i have played it quite a lot because i borrowed a vectrex and i borrowed the vector pilot off of lewis years ago yeah yeah, it's a great game and i put all the ice scores on and you weren't able to (laughs) to get them off (laughs) oopsie but the actual arcade roms of time pilot and gallagher are now playable on there and it's absolutely brilliant so there's a bunch of games on there, and I presume there'd be more coming out soon because um, the guy who who does the Vec Fever and does a lot of the program of it, Thomas, is an absolute genius. He's such a clever person. He's really good. I'm so impressed with it, and I've been loving playing him as well. Absolutely brilliant. Really good. Mm. Right. We had some news on the Facebookings, Facebookings. From, from Nerd 2023 a couple of weeks ago. Billy Mitchell and Walter Day are coming to the UK and they're scheduled to be at NERG this year, which is the 7th and 8th of July, I think, or the 6th and 7th, Ooh. something like that. So, yeah. I will definitely be saying hello to Walter Day. Yeah, I will. Yeah, definitely. Lovely man. Mm. And Billy. Well, talking, of, um, talking of arcade expos, uh, I found out the other day that the Glasgow Play Expo event... Is going to be on the 17th and 18th of June. And it's at the Brayhead, uh, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's Brayhead Stadium or the Brayhead Shopping Centre, which is not very far from me. Um, but I'm going to be on bloody holiday in France. Ooh. How oh. annoying. I could have walked there almost. It's not very far from me. It's about 10 minutes in a car from me. I've been to a couple of them. I helped set up, the, I think, the first first one with James. Yeah. I helped him actually set it up. It's, oh. it's a nice it's a nice, kind of, nice kind of venue. Actually, it is in the stadium. It's got, so you've got all the, you know, those rows of seats that go, go back like a an upside-down pyramid yeah. thing. Yeah. The annoying thing about it is it really is a stone's throw from my house. And a bunch of you lot, mates in the arcade world could have come up here and stayed with me and we could have made a big weekend of it but mm. I'm going to be in flipping France it's so annoying because the, the, the holiday was booked almost last year so I can't get out of it um, but I wouldn't, wouldn't want to anyway it's going to be a nice holiday but how annoying it's just been um, announced recently it's, it's not very far away either is it? it's only a few months away yeah June yeah. Mm, it's very close isn't it mm. how annoying never mind mm. 
Never mind. This is some weird stuff. It's a bonkers music production system. Oh, yeah. In an arcade, You're into that. In, in an arcade cabinet. So you've got like a, a sort of standard ball-top stick and load of, loads of like... Loads of like cap- 20 buttons. There's hundreds of buttons on it. Millions can, of buttons. Zillions, trillions of buttons. And you can Endless manipulate... Buttons music software on your LCD screen that's situated in the cabinet. Yeah. I don't I, know why you would want to do that. But. Mm, I saw this. I watched the video. We'll put the uh, the link on our page. And it's it's a front end, basically, driven by a ton of buttons and a joystick on an LCD, in brackets, cabinet. It's one of these. It looks almost like a, a one-up cabinet, the big screen, the little skinny flat thing. It's basically mm. just a stand-up screen with a load of buttons. And it's an absolute snip at $12,000. What? Or the slightly cheaper one, $10,000. I presume, or I really, really hope, you're paying for licensed software on there rather than the actual thing it's made out of. Because you can make the thing for $100. You really Mm -hmm. could. And obviously a PC inside it. Uh, The video shows off uh, this thing with a guy rapping... And another guy just pressing about four buttons in total. It really doesn't inspire much. It doesn't. They should actually have someone skilled in playing it rather than just playing a few buttons, which is just a beat for a rap, basically. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, not great. great. It's not great, mate. And it's just, mm. I think it's just a gimmick, really. I suppose if you were to watch a, a rapper or something, and there was one of these at the back of the back of the stage, it'd be something to look at, I suppose. I don't know. Not for me. I'll stick to my... I remember the name of it now. A, a Native Instruments Complete Control M32. Yes. And my Roland TR-8S Rhythm Composer, which is like a, a fantastic... The best drum machine you'd never had. Is that Your, Roland? Is that Roland as in Roland Rat? Right? No. Remember Roland Rat? God, I hated Roland Rat. My brother loved him. It's a legendary music <laughs> production. God, I'll do Roland Rat. So... <laughs> That's God, a very good think. impression. I, re- I remember him now you've done that. I used to make my brother cry by nicking his rolling rat and put it on a high shelf so he couldn't get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bugger, me. Uh, also, <laughs> last thing. This is quite exciting, actually. Uh, Paul Ham X on Twitter is developing a port of Moon Patrol for Pico 8. Good God. Good God. You love that. Yes. You love a bit of Moon Patrol, don't you? Yes. He's done some really, really cool ports for the... The Fantasy Console. If you don't know what a Pico 8 is, Google it. It's worth having. Yeah, it's very good. It's very, very good. You, 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 uh, I know we've mentioned this loads of times, but you made it an unfantasy console, didn't I you? I did. You I made little, it reality. The reality little LCD thing, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it's a, it's a sort of programming language and a front end that runs on Linux, Mac, uh, Pies... PCs, all sorts of things. And when you buy it, you get the license to use it on any of those computers. And I put a Pi Zero inside one of my control boxes, which has got a joystick and two buttons, and a little tiny screen on the front of it, a little LCD screen. And it looks like a sort of tiny arcade machine kind of thing, sort of thing, little flat thing. And it plays all the games in there. It's really, really good. And the games are really simple, blocky, fun, colourful things that are limited to a certain amount of programming. So obviously you've got to keep all your your ideas constrained into this little sort of area of coding, and it's just a really cool thing. I can't do anything on it myself, but I mean the games that have been released by the community all for free have been fantastic. Some really good ones on there. 
Yeah, amazing what they do with just that small amount of pixels. It's crazy, isn't it? The animation just is, is really does impress me. You know, I love like it. Little, little explosions and stuff are amazing. Yeah, really good. Biscuit review, biscuit review. I don't know about you. Biscuit review. Oh, hello. Here we have a very good biscuit mm. for the biscuit review. Lotus Biscoff Biscoff Creams. Yeah, now you're talking. So look a bit like an Oreo, maybe, or a bit like a... Yeah, but a they're rat. disgusting. Oreos are not, not, not my favourite, to be honest. Oreos are made of dirt. Are they? Yeah. Oh, that would explain it. Yeah, it's it's your normal Biscoff, you know, them sort of oblongy Biscoffs that you can get. Yes. You, can you get should get them, with coffee, also good. You can get them, you, there's spreadable Biscoff, there's Ooh, there's, yeah. like, there's spray, you can get Biscoff spray. What, for your underarms? No, you put it on your car windscreen and it defrosts it. Oh, okay. I, I made that up, but it might work. You never know. I'm going to crunch down some Biscoffs and see what happens. Or just yeah, these gob are, them onto your screen. <laughs> <laughs> these are really nice, they're really sweet. That the, the center is, I don't know if it's that that Biscoff spready kind of stuff. I'm getting so you these. Got, you, you, you had me at Biscoff. They are really I'm nice. I'm going to be buying some of these. I might even go down the shop after we've spoken and, and go and get some of these. You get 15 in a packet. That's got to be yeah, value, hasn't it? It is. And when I sat down and I finished eating them, there was three left. No, there wasn't. So Sean, don't lie to me. There was none left. You 12. did not leave three. I'd eat 12, not even knowing I was eating them. That's but then you ate the other three, you mean. But that's 24 little biscuits, because they're two-sided biscuits. Yeah, and a middle. Yeah, the middle. Top you know what? Middle. Every biscuit has a beginning, middle, and end. Wow. That's very profound. That's, very profound. Profound. that's the word. I was going to say pronounced. <laughs> it's very pronounced. <laughs> very or is it indeed? <laughs> 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 I've been buying Famicom carts. I bought about, ooh, what was it, 15 maybe? Something like that. I can't remember. I bought another another wow. few. Uh, one of them, some of the, some, um, ooh, I did get some ones with arcade themes. Oh, one of them was Dragon Ninja. We've been after that one for a while. It's a good version on the, on the Famicom. Ooh. And I got further in that than ever got in the arcade version. We need to do the arcade version one day. It's not a bad little game. Is that? Is it got a longer name now? Is, um, am I thinking yeah, Dragon Ninja it? versus Bad Dudes versus Dra- Dragon Ninja. That's it, Bad yes. Dudes. Yeah. Bad Dudes! Yeah, got it! That's what they do. That's what they make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all that. Yeah, so then, uh, Famicom Carts. Uh, I've, I've got another one, right? On the NES, I'm talking the European and American NES, right? There was a game called McDonald Land, and it is basically Ronald McDonald uh, sponsored. Mm. But it's a really good, basically a Mario Brothers mm, 3 sort of very inspired game. It's not quite like it. it's got a lot of original elements to it as well. And it's a really cool game. It's a really, really good game. I mean, I'm not into McDonald's in any way. I don't like McDonald's. But the game is absolutely brilliant. And I wanted it for the Famicom. And I kept seeing it. But it's called Donald Land on the Famicom. And it's done by mm. Deco. So I got it. It's it's a sort of medium price one to get. I think I got it for about 20 quid, 15 to 20 quid. Not a lot of money. And I got it. And I played it. I went, hold on a minute. This is the wrong game. And it's a completely different game. It's still Ronald McDonald themed. 
but it's mm-hmm. a very, very different game. Not anywhere near as good, but it's not a bad little game. And I didn't realise this. I thought it was going to be McDonald Land, and I don't even think you can get McDonald Land on the Famicom. I think it was a later release, and it wasn't released in Japan. Which is a bit of a shame because it's a really cool game. I've got it on the NES. I've got it, that's the only NES cartridge I've got actually. I got it on the NES. Um, but yeah, I was after that, and it was a bit weird when it came. I went, "This isn't what I was looking for." Never mind. I got did some just, more. Sorry, go did you just say you only got one NES cartridge? I've got one it. NES cartridge, and I've got about 185 Famicom cartridges. Oh uh, right, so you mean? Yes, yeah. the Famicom is a different beast. I got some more Game Gear carts as well. I went to see Forbidden Worlds, Forgotten Worlds. I went to see Forgotten Worlds uh, in Stewarton, and I bought some more stuff from there. Uh, but stupidly, I didn't have a database for my Game Gear cartridges because I haven't got many at the moment. And I bought three I already had. Oh. <sighs> so if anyone wants to do some swaps for either Columns, Puyo Puyo, or... What was the other one I got? Smash TV. Can't remember now. Any of those games, if you've got another game you want to swap for them, give us a shout. I want to swap them. Swapperoos. Uh, <laughs> I also got a little box of stuff from Bobby Hiddod. They had a load of safety gear in it, um, like safety glasses, ear defenders, gloves, all sorts of bits and bobs, and also some woodworking clamps, which I'm going to utilise. They're sort of square cornered ones with like, um, like sort of, Oh, what's the word for it? Sort of like, um, help me out here, Sean. Roundy, roundy. Roundy, roundy things. Like straps. Yeah. They're like straps around there with corners in. So it's for, yeah. for making and holding boxes. And you know what goes in wooden boxes, don't you, Sean? Carts. No. Oh, well, yeah, no. you could do. Could do. Mm-hmm. But what I'm thinking is CRT monitors and arcade parts. Mm. Yeah, so expect them to be used when I've done this stupid bookshelf. That's mm. about it for console and, and sort of arcadey kind of things. I've not really bought a lot lately. I've been too busy every weekend doing stuff at home rather than going out spending my money. Yeah, like I mentioned, I've got that Roland Complete Control M32. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was a steal, really, because it comes with Ableton Live, which is 50 quid on its own, and then the and the keyboard was only 90 quid oh, but really? it is a light, a light version i tell you what I did get non-arcade pickup but vital for the survival of the Holly household yeah microwave uh oh our last one packed up and I thought that's not good have but I told you the story about how I set fire to a microwave once did you put a gremlin in it no um, wife had one of those ones the big ass ones we've got like a proper oven inside you know the mm-hmm. sort of multi ones it's a proper oven and a microwave and something happened to it, and I, I checked the inside, and I did a few things on the insides of it, and we're using it soon afterwards, and it caught fire. <laughs> so I, I, she, she, she remembers it distinctly because I was in there, and she just heard me go, get out of the way! And she like got out of the way and just saw me run past the microphone. I just threw it out in the garden on fire. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not allowed to fix microwaves anymore. I think our one is um, dying as well. I, I smelt a bit of burning the other day, and it wasn't the stuff that was being cooked in it. I think that's going to be on its way out soon. We have we have a history of flaming microwaves in this house. This one I've had for like nine years, so it's it's done really really well. Yes, 
So I've got I another, your microwave. So I've got another one, which is just two knobs on it. Very basic. Has it got any joysticks? You don't, you don't want all these programming bits like defrost. And you've got one one for the power, like 900 watts down to like even 20 watts, I think is, I think that's Is that defrost. for like just warming the insides of a yeah. possum? <laughs> or something? Yeah, yeah, could do. Just to warm up a hot water bottle, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, warming a possum. And... And time, that's it. Yeah. Two knobs, what me other one had. Warming up and time? How do you warm time up? Do you know, you can... Sp- you can. His eyes went all big then. You can bend time by warming it up to a thousand degrees. Is that what running, your microwave will do? Wow. And then running really fast around the earth. Yeah, I suppose. Like Superman did. <laughs> no, we get, Superman sh- did that. Yeah, right, should, we, should we um, get back to the <laughs> podcast, Sean? Should we get back yeah, to the podcast? Yeah, why not? Should we get back to the Listener feedback. Now, this is from Phil Eaton. Uh, and he said he just listened this morning on his 13-kilometer run at zero degrees centigrade. Great show. Useful distracting from my frozen bits. Well, if you're going to live in Switzerland and you're going to go running for 13 kilometers in zero degrees, you deserve to have your bits frozen. What's wrong with you? You do know that you do know, Phil, that there are duvets and speakers and toast in your house. You could have mm. done all that at the, in the safety of your own home, the warmth mm. of your, the bosom of your home, with us in your ear holes. But no, you had to go out in the cold, didn't you? Did you live in New man. Zealand then? Switzerland. Switzerland, sorry. Almost yeah. the same place, aren't they? Nearly the same place. Very yeah. close. Very close. Yeah. I was getting too mixed up for some reason. Right, we've got a, a little cheeky, a little cheeky tweet from Tagster. He, he said to me, he said, "I want you to pass a message onto Vit when you record Rainbow Islands. Tell him that Tagster says the Famicom version is for kids, the arcade one is for the ad- adults. I'm sure he will abuse me." Well, funny you should say that. Remind, remind me of that when I tell you my favourite version of uh, this game later on. I've got to remind you of something. Mm-hmm. You do know you're talking yeah, to me. It's you, yeah. I'll remember myself, yeah. won't I? Now yeah, that I've told you, you, it's in my head, okay? All right, thank you. One Punch Ron's been on. <laughs> Just finished the podcast on the way to work this morning. Thought you might wear out the profanity buzzer with this game. He's talking about Boggy, and we did. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to playing the game next. This is one of my favourites from the Commodore 64 and Arcade. Need to find Rainbow Biscuits for the next podcast. Oh! <gasps> Ooh, what was those pink, yellow, and brown ones you used to get years ago? Yeah. They had the hard cream on them. Metropolitan, I smell. Is that the ice Cosmopolitan. cream? Cosmopolitan. Neapolitan. Neapolitan. That's the yeah, ice cream. Yeah, it was a biscuit with this sort of hard sort of like uh, a cream on it, wasn't it? Mm. You used to make it dissolve in your mouth. Ooh. <laughs> Russ <laughs> Thomas says, Hi, guys. Just wanted to say how much I enjoyed the last podcast on Boggy84. The game itself was utter toilet. But the podcast was hilarious, and I laughed all the time I would drive home for work listening to you. It was a constant giggling of Mr. Horry, Holly, trying to convince everyone that the game was half decent, knowing that he was driving Victor more and more at the wall with anger. Such a poor game. But it was great fun listening to you, as Victor ran out of words to describe how rubbish it was. The banter on the Twitter 10p score was also funny, as everyone seemed utterly perplexed how to bad this game was. <laughs> Thanks, guys, Russ. Oh, brilliant. 
Hi, Victor and Sean. In other news, I've started listening to your lengthy back catalogue. I've been getting to grips with pirate ship Higamaru. Higamaru, is it you? It's a T-Rex that sung that, didn't they, Higamaru? Yeah, yeah. Best wishes, Adam Flint. The first bit, when he's on about the podcast score, I've put in the actual countdown when we do the scores. Okay. Uh, Aid, also known as Skyway73 on Twitter... He says, I know it's a bit late for the 10p score on Boggy84, but I thought I'd have one more attempt to break 200,000. Got lucky finding you-know-who twice, which helped. I took a screenshot before I died to show which loop I was on, and no point pressing here. You got 233,800. Would that have been the top score? I don't think so. Nearly. I think, it was, I think, I think um, Louis Wellham got up near the 200,000s, or over the 200,000, didn't he? Yes, let me just have a look now, kids. This is real He's doing time. it live. Yeah, well, good podcasting, Sean. Well done. Hang on, hang on. Ooh, I'll take speed this bit up a bit. Uh, Louis got 261. Ooh, wow. Bottom, well Louis. So, yeah, he didn't, didn't, he didn't quite... He didn't quite pip him to the post. And too late anyway. Rich Young's been on, and he says, Hello to you both. I hope the biscuits have been going down well. I've submitted my measly Rainbow Island score via the Sidekick app, currently on, we'll talk about that later, under Retro Rex. What a fantastic app, by the way. Never played this game before, but only managed a handful of goes. But I love the graphics, the sound, and the music. I'll play some more in the coming weeks. Lovely development from Bubble Bubble, which I love. I had the fortune to play Rainbow Islands at Arcade Club Blackpool this weekend. This is first visit and loved that too. What value the entrance and food are. Anyway, as a side note, I've been going through loads of photos of my dad recently. Unfortunately, he passed away in August, and I've struggled a lot since, as I miss him enormously. He wasn't a big computer fan, he would tolerate them for me, but he did enjoy Space Invaders back in the 70s and 80s. One photo I have found has become my favourite, and I've attached it. I just wondered if you knew anything about the cabinet he is playing. I've googled the name on the top and nothing comes up, though I may be misreading it. Do you happen to know anything about it at all? I love to know anything at all. I'm an arcade novice and love learning even what you may consider basic knowledge. Keep up the fab work. The escapism these bring is something I value tremendously. Oh, now, bless. this cabinet, which is dad's We've playing... We've all been through this, haven't we, parents? Yeah, so, yeah. Me, me especially lately as well with mum. On the photograph, I might, um, I might have to put this on the podcast notes if, he, if he's okay with it. The game this his dad is playing here is an upright game with a vertical screen. Uh, it's got white sides, but it's called Spedition, S-P-E-D-I-C-I-O-N. And it's quite a funky-looking thing, almost like this sort of um, Zakaria area. It's sort of like 70s, 80s, sort of weird. It's obviously a bootleg cabinet, but I don't know what it is. It's got a weird-looking sort of speaker grill at the front. It's very colourful. So I have to put this out for, for some of our arcade friends if they know what it is. I've never seen it before. Mm. Interesting though, isn't it? Because you yeah, can't you can't see the controls or the actual game being played. Unfortunately, you just it's, see the side of the cab. I think it might be Space Invaders, like you said. Do you think? I don't think it is. Spedition. Mm. What? That's not even a word, is it? It's Spanish, or? Oh no, I don't think. I don't think this was. In a foreign Italian. country, I don't know. Ooh, might have been on holiday, might be. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? We'll put that one up, so hopefully we'll put that one, find out what it is. One Punch Rob is talking about when he, he's got into Mr. Do's Wild Ride, thanks to us two. 
but he, this is the clone he likes, which is Kong Strikes Back. I remember the name of this from I do as in, well back in the eighties. Yep, and I don't remember playing it though. I it's don't. a neat little, neat little game, nice, colourful graphics, highly addictive gameplay, but it also features one of this. Oh, Sid Supremo, Martin Galway's earliest soundtracks. Wow. Yeah, he worked quite a lot for Ocean, didn't he? Hmm. Isn't it weird? Because I think didn't Ocean have the rights to do some of the Nintendo games like Donkey Kong? Am I mis- am I mistaken that on the on the eight bit computers rather than consoles? Because they've obviously used the Kong idea, but then they've done it with another arcade game. It's a total rip off of Mister Do's Wild Ride, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think even even the character looks like a clown. And they just put Kong in the background. Obviously, Kong was hot arcade property back then. And they just put him as the baddie. How weird. I think it's just a rip-off, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe they got away with that, but they did. Friendly shout-outs. And I need to shout-out for Mr. Bobby Idod for sending me the care package of things. Unfortunately... I didn't use the gloves until after I got a massive splinter in my finger doing that bookshelf. Then I was wearing them all the time. Idiot, aren't I? Thanks, Bobby. Ooh. Cheers, mate. Ooh. Right, Homebrew Heroes. This is one that I found. You might have, Yeah, you got some thoughts on this. Bosco, it's Bosconian for the Atari XL or XE. Mm-hmm. It's got sound like socks off. Put them in the microwave to warm them up. I know they didn't say that. But it's very close, I think. And then it's got some little extra bits. When the baddies are approaching, mm-hmm. there's a little... a little dis- Where the score is, like, down the right-hand side, there's a little display. It flashes for, like, a second of big graphics to tell you what the baddies are. Very clever. I, I, I think I saw this a while back, you know, and I'm sure we mm. spoke about this before, but it's it's had new versions put on. I looked at this, and it is very, the graphics and the font and the sounds are really close, but it's got extra music as well in the game, mm-hmm. which I don't think it needs, really. It really doesn't. That game just needs the old arcade sound effects, because there's a lot of sound effects in it. But what I did notice on there, which is really weird, where are all the enemies? On the proper arcade version of Boscone, you get enemies after you, all the little spaceships, the pink and the yellow ones, I think. The pink and the light blue ones follow you around all the time. And every now and again, you get the spice ship, which is the yellow one. But there's hardly any enemies on it. It's every now and again, you, when it flashes up on the right-hand side, like you said. And that's usually when you get a squad come after you. You know, you get the squad come after you, like a bunch of them together, and you shoot them all to get the extra bonuses. Mm. That's the only time enemies ever turn up in the game. Because basically, it's just flying around, avoiding the rocks and the mines, and blowing up the big Bosconian spaceships. But there's no enemies in it. If, they, if it had the enemies and it just got rid of the music, it would be almost arcade perfect. It's really good. But it's just a bit weird how they've not got the enemies. Might have found an earlier version then. I don't know. There's seen. not any, any enemies in it, which is weird because there should be. I'll have to get it and download it because um, I'm a big fan of the Atari XL. The enemies do turn up, but in later levels. Right. Mr. Marland. It's, it's, it's come that time. Arcade Master Quiz. You have two minutes on your chosen subject. Your chosen subject is? Arcade stuff. Of what era? Old era, innit? 
<laughs> okay, here we go. This is 10 questions with bonus points all over the shop. All over the shop. I like bonus points. They're my favourites. You're up for at least 20, maybe 25. I've lost count. Right. Ooh. Oh, here's a good one. Oof, oof. Question one of, of t- plenty. Victor Banana is a game that exists. True or false? False. It's true. Victor Banana. Victor Banana. How bonkers is that? Yeah, it sounds unbelievable. Just go- it's in MAME. It's weird. Okay. But, right, so you, this is a complete guess then. The gameplay, is it A, a crap gravitar, or B, a crap jungle hunt? I'd say jumble, jungle hunt. No, it's a gravitar thing. Really? Yeah. What? What's the banana and my name got to do with I, I it? I don't know. It's bonkers. You're you flying over a planet like, like gravitar, shooting stuff. Next it's, question. It's weird. Like Next question. Number two, Sega Monaco GP. Monaco GP, the original. What year was it released? Ooh, 75? No, 79. Ooh, late as that. It was very late 79, so it didn't get in. Oh, so I want to give you 1980. Right, there's three. You might be able to guess this. Three cab versions. Can you name all three? Yes. Three. Go on. Upright? Yeah. Cabaret? Kind of. No. Yeah. No. There is a cabaret. What, what are you calling a cabaret? The one that was in my chip shop I used to play as a kid. Oh, it's not on the it's flyer. Shaped, it's shaped like a space firebird cabaret. And oh. and a cocktail cabinet with a really a weird boot- upturned screen. I wonder if it was a bootleg. Nope. Well, yeah, you got... Well, you co- co- I got all three. Right. A million points. All right, I get three points for that. Um, number three, Shinobi was released on what hardware? Ooh, Sega System 16? Yeah, what version? A. Yeah. Ooh, that was a guess. I knew it was well, 16. Done. What was Dynamite Ducks on? Ooh. Sega, it was on Sega, Dynamite Ducks, D-U-X. 16B? Yes! Oh my god, you're hey, on fire! He's on you're fire! On fire. Just, can I just give a quick. Oh. Come on, come on, don't run out of battery. <laughs> Mr. Cougar, question four. Mr. Cougar, K O U G A R, what type of game is it? Oh, it's a weird, janky bootleg of something. Is it like Donkey Kong? Yeah, it's I a thought it was. I think I've seen it and played it. And this is a, an A or B question. Is it on A, Scramble Hardware, or B, Galaxian Hardware? They're very similar. Uh, I'd say Scramble. Yep. Oh, my word. Doing well here. Oh, yeah. Question number five. Stinger. What the hell is going on with this? What gameplay is Stinger? Is it is it a B-based game? No. I've heard the name before, but I don't know what game it is. It's kind of like, remember we played, it's like Zaxxon, and remember we played that Neo Geo game called Viewpoint. Viewpoint's like, awesome. That kind of sort of semi-isometric scrolling thing. It's, what, it's like that. Okay. And, right, another another A or B. Is it copyright ADJ or Cibudenshi? ADJ. No, Cibudenshi. Dang. Dang. What did all... The Taito TT series of games have in common. They're all cocktail games. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Tabletop. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. I did. It's not short for tabletop, actually. What is the TT short for? This is the bonus question. Oh, is it um, Titotronics? Yeah, almost. Titotatronics, yeah. Yeah, Titronics, yeah. You can never ask for that. Thanks. And, oh! Did a mouse just run up your trousers, then? (laughs) There's an extra bit to question six. Go on, then. Why have I put this in there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that the question? Another TT game, right? Is Western Gun, Western Gun, TT game, true or false? Did that exist? You know Western Gun turned into gunfight? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I don't know how they did it, but it did. Hmm. Right. Circus Chabley. (laughs) I love Circus Chabley. One point for each event in the game, and there's six events according to the flyer. Okay, the first... Oh, I won't do them in order. So you've got Jumping the Monkeys. Mm, what would you call that? The trapeze. One? Yeah, yeah. you got got um, Jumping on the Balls. Yeah. The ball rolling. Mm. Uh, riding the Lion and Jumping on the Trampolines. Yeah, Horseback, that is. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. I've just given that away. Uh, the Horseback one, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Lion is at the very start, Jumping in the Fiery Hoops. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. And the jumping over the, the trampolines and avoiding the knives that the clowns are throwing? Yeah, it's five. And there's a hidden one, isn't there? I don't know. Yeah, when you when you do all of the... Oh, it's a dolphin one. Right. When you're yeah. riding a dolphin. Oh, did you get, right, there's two two more here. Trapeze, did you say trapeze? Yeah, that's the one you jump over the monkeys. You're on the high wire. So there's one more. The dolphins. Tightrope. That is a trapeze, isn't it? Let's just say I got them all right. Jumping over the monkeys. That's the one we're jumping over the monkeys. Jumping over one, the monkeys. Four, five, six, I don't care. Right, that's that one done. Question, you're on mega points. Question eight. According to main info... What game cabinets were converted to make Red Baron? Atari had an excess of this game, and they made Red Baron. What game did they butcher? Battlezone. Yeah, yeah, they did. I I was surprised at that. It's a lovely cabinet as well. I really like the the Red Baron cabinets. It's a great game when you play it on an actual arcade machine as well. Not many of them around. How many sales, according to MAME Info, which is, you know, the, the, get, the info you get with the, when you get a MAME installation, how many sales did Red Baron have? A, 500, B, 1,500. 500. Yeah, 500. Yeah, I know there's not many of them around. It's a really nice cabinet as well. It's a really cool game to play. I love it. Right. Xevious Side Art. Yes. I've just put, can you explain, to, can you describe Xevious side art? Uh, that's a difficult one. It's a white, mainly a white cabinet. And it's got basically the scenes of the game, like lots of forestry and spaceships and shooty things. It has, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I can I'll explain that. that, really. I'll give you that. It's very generous but, of you. Yeah. You're, oh, my God. Right, so there is... You sound ten. a bit dejected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make one up. Right, this is... How many tanks are on the side arts of 
one side of Xevious? Is it A, four tanks, or B, two tanks? Two tanks. Yeah, it is. Two tanks. Running out of paper here. Two tanks right. Xevious, we call it. Two tanks Xevious. Right, the last question, 10. This info, right, was from They Create Worlds podcast. If you haven't listened, if you're into arcade history, kids, listen to They Create Worlds. It's amazing. Yes, indeed. It's very good. Right, the 1978 trade show. There was a game called Blue Shark, right? Yes. And it was put on display and it won over the crowd over another game that was released in the same trade show. What was that game? Do you know the last They Create Worlds podcast I listened to was that one, and it's Space Invaders. Yeah, Space Invaders. <laughs> I listened to that about three or four days ago. And what is the projectile firing thing on the front of a blue shark cab? Um, a harpoon. Yes. That's it. Right. Oh, my word. 578 points out of 10. 15, 18, 20, 21 and a half points. Ooh, that's not bad, is you it? You got them all right there. Not quite. That, that can't be right. I can't write. 15. 16, you just 18, can't 19, add. 20, 21 and a half. 21 and one half points. Mm. That's amazing out of 10. There's probably about. There's one you got completely wrong. No. Uh, no. No. I'm going to have to make them ridiculously Review hard. Review the footage. Day. I didn't get any wrong, I'm sure. Blah, blah. Anyway, that were it. Well done. Well done. Ms. Thank Harley. you. I do love a quiz. This story, the nostalgia story, is from Thomas Lubbock. And he says, not sure if you guys know of or have encountered or covered before, but thought you may be interested in my trip to Retro Replay Arcade in my hometown of Norwich. And he's put the Facebook page on it, which we shall put on our show notes. A rare free afternoon, so my son and I decided to pop in. I'd walked past many times before and seen some of the cabinets sit in the window, but this was our first visit. Set out over two units, the arcade consists of a number of rooms catering for arcades and consoles together with a small bar. My interest was, of course, the older cabs, which my son, 13 years old, was mildly interested in, although his taste tended to veer to the newer driving games and consoles. It was refreshing to see a room with a number of early consoles from 2600 to SNES and on a busy Saturday afternoon it was great to see the younger crowd engaging with these too. I had a good scan round and decided on the cabs I wanted to play which are basically the ones pictured. Mr. Do has always been a favourite of mine although I haven't played on a, on a cab for nearly 40 years. I was Ooh. pleased to hit over 100,000 on my first go and over 200,000 on my second go. Wow. And I realised I, I do find it easier on a cab as opposed to my emulation at home. It was an interesting cab. Stickers on the glass from Columbia Vending Services displaying its heritage. I'll let the pictures do the talking, but hopefully you can see a nice selection of dedicated cabs including Millipede, Blasteroid, Stargate, Galaxian, DK Junior, Space Invaders 2, plus plenty of jammer cabs, cabaret cabs, driving games, various kits and a few cocktails scattered about. When not on Mr. Do, I made sure of a few games of Frogger, Bomb Jack, plus a few later fighters against the lad. I did like the Diddy little crazy Kong cabaret would slot in my office quite nicely I was also reminded of how much I suck at Stargate mm. even though we used to have it back in my father's arcade the story of which you covered a few episodes back all in all it's a great place sensible entry fee and how wonderful to see it buzzy with all the ages of it on a Saturday afternoon pictures overleaf we'll put some of those pictures on the website and link you to the Facebook page sounds really good it's worth a visit that, if I'm ever in Norwich I'm going is that Norwich USA or just Norwich? I think it's Norwich R Norwich. Uh, right. Up north. Okay. Uh, 
not not quite north, is it? It is north. No, south for you, isn't it? Mm. South for me, really. And now a word yes. from our non-sponsor. Right, Sean. I'm going to do it. I'm going to explain it all in in actual facts. Feature game review. Go on. It's called Rainbow Islands. Oh, my word. Brackets, the story of Bubble Bubble 2. Oh. From Taito in the year, the good year of 1987. I was 14. Oh, 27. This game is nothing like... I was 17, sorry. You were 17. 17. This game is now like Bubble Bubble Bubble, by the way. Nothing like it. Runs on 68,000 base CPU hardware with a YM2151 and a Z80 taking care of the sound. It only has left, right, jump and chuck a rainbow for controls. Shares similar hardware platforms with Rastan Saga and Volfide quality. It's a vertical scrolling platform game set in a sickly sweet kawaii world where you play through seven themed islands, more on the islands later on. And it sounds just like this. Actually, it sounds like this. So, Bubby and Bobby Rainbow, the notorious colourful ARC-themed gangsters, these pair of rascals are hell-bent on finding out who's been on their manor trying to spread dark matter like a layer of Marmite on anything, which is a fate worse than death. Oh, I love Marmite. It's, it's basically turd. Oh, that's lovely. Enough of that. To do this, they must ascend the levels to get to the top, just like any achievement in life. No idea why, it's just a law on Rainbow Island. So, each island has four stages of differing length. The levels have platforms you can jump on and fall off of, but you can't actually move down. You've only got left and right and jump, so you have to flop off the end to go down. Just like Bubble Bubble. You can throw out rainbows from your magic rainbow trousers. These rainbows have multiple uses. One, they can be climbed on to elevate our heroes. Two, they can collect prizes and power-up items. And three, most importantly, they can smash up bad guys. You can just twang them right in the chops or lob out one above an enemy and smash it. This releases a hail of razor-sharp rainbow shards. Rainbow shards, Sean. Which mm. stab the baddies right up. Doing the kills this way releases nice surprises like diamonds and power-ups. Power-ups, mm. Sean. Power-ups. Get them up, up. You basically <laughs> just need to get to the top of level of each of the stages where a nice chest of goodies flops down, giving you a bunch of small bonus prizes. The fourth stage will have the boss of the themed island you were on. These need to be dispatched by smashing the rainbows over them. When you achieve this, a large fruit, stroke, diamond prize, or something else will be released, giving you big puntos. As with most arcade games of this ilk, is an ilk like an elk? A bit smaller. As with most game ga- arcade games of this elk, if you take too long, Mrs. Hurry Up rears her ugly head in this case, the form of a rising tide trying to drown you to death. 
Some handy power-ups. There's tons of stuff in this game. Absolutely tons. We can't cover all of it because it just takes us forever. So the handy ones I found, double rainbows, does exactly what it says on the rainbow tin. Throws out two connected rainbows to spread your colourful firepower. You can also get triple rainbows. Well, I wonder what they do. Hmm? Three, three. Yes. Three Sean, rainbows. Well done. Sean. Three rainbows. Sean. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> three rainbows. Yeah. You can cover half the screen with three rainbows. Uh, you can get a shoe, little red shoe, move faster, which is probably the same as Bubble Bobble, I think, that one. The yellow star, when touched, throws out seven stars that turn all enemies hit by them into items they would have been if they were crushed by the rainbow shards. So that's handy. The red star chucks out 16 stars and turns every enemy hit into a diamond. The islands, the first island is insect island, creepy crawly bleeders. Has worms, spiders, bees, ladybugs and crazy crows all after you. They all start off in dozy mode, but after a short while, every insect in the world gets mad and go all red like a tomato. The spiders, like in most video games, are a pain in your bumhole. The boss of the island is a big, stripy-ass spider, flings himself around the screen like a complete goon. Second island is combat island. Guns, guns, guns. Do you know, in this one, did, did you get my... I don't know if it was some with my ROM or anything, but the, the combat island was all like blue, like a no. weird blue kind of tone no, to everything. Absolutely fine. And then sure. all the other all the other levels play as if they were the normal ROM. Very oh, weird. I don't know. Not sure, mate. So this Ooh. combat island has got military-themed cutesy vehicles as baddies and some twitty soldiers in hats that lob bombs out at you. All animals in the level fire projectiles at you as well. This island is a big green heliflopter as a boss. Chucks bombs about like nobody's business. Rainbow right in the rotors to take him down. Next island is Monster Island. We do the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. <laughs> this is where the game increases significantly in difficulty. It has prolonged areas with no platforms at all, so you have to rely on your rainbow-bridging skills. This makes falling Ooh, a long way down and getting hit by the rising tides. Monster Islanders consist of Frankenswines, Draculas, Skellingtons, Werewolfies, Grim Reapers, and, of course, bats. The boss is a big camp-looking Dracula. Releases a ton of bats. Seems easy if you've got the triple rainbows. You can just get the whole lot of them rid, rid of quick. Toy Island, yay, toys! Clowns, springy boxing gloves, board game pieces, squirt gums, grab hands, balls, and puppets are all on, after blood on this level. There is no child play on this level. Massive gaps in the platforms again. The boss is a cool sunglasses wearing, but nonetheless creepy clown. Flips around the screen at 45 degrees, lobbing out smaller clowns from his clown bag. He's got a bag Ooh. of clowns, Sean. Good God. This is quite a good one. Dole's Island, as in D-O-H. Arkanoid, eh? This is an island using up Taito's backlog of IP. All Arkanoid themes, sounds are from Arkanoid, and all the baddies are the shapes from the game. The boss is Dole from Arkanoid, of course. This end level is hard, as there are no platforms to climb on, and Dole stays at the top. Apparently, if you've got the super special wings item, which allows you to fly, it makes this particular level really easy. But I obviously mm. never got that far. Uh, the last one is Dragon Island. Ooh, fiery. 
knights, ogres, slimes, ghosts, cyclopses, and of course, dragons inhabit this island. Tons of them. So the boss on this is a massive, cute dragon that, of course, spits fire at you. What, what else would it do? Mm. On killing this boss, the normal game ends, giving you the so-called bad ending. There are three more islands, but they're secret and need a fiddly way of finding them by collecting the diamonds, all the, big di- all the, di- the seven diamonds of the level and getting a big diamond at the end of the level. Uh, in there's order. lots of other secret stuff as well. You don't have to get them in order, I don't think. You just have uh-huh. to get the seven and get the big diamond when you kill the bad guy. If you get the, the small diamonds in order, I believe that opens up special secret rooms, which you get certain items from as well. I'm not sure. There are three more islands. You've got to do certain things in certain orders. We've linked to the strategy wiki guide on how to do all this in the show notes. Neither of us were anywhere near doing this, were we, Sean? No. 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 So we'll link that. There are so many extras to this game if you've got the time, patience, and skill to find them all. There's seven normal levels, but if you collect all seven large diamonds, the game opens up the other three, as we say. Uh, There's the next three islands, a Magic Island, Darius Island, and Bubble Island. Uh, The last two are Taito IP islands again. And Bubble Island is where you get your Bubble Bubble fix. This is all Bubble Bubble themed. To go further into diamond collecting, you've got to get them in certain order. And when you kill a baddie, if you kill it in a certain area of the screen, that's where the colours will come out. So it goes from red to purple, or you can do it purple to red. And there's a little guide on that on that. Um, link that shows you how to get them but it's to me it's too fiddly to do i think tagster sent us a video of him doing it didn't he did First he of getting oh, it, yeah i've seen it on twitter i think or oh yeah i think so we'll have to try and find that and link it yeah we won't go into these the podcast will be another hour longer and nobody wants that but these secret rooms you can get there's much more powerful items in there and some of the items you get to keep all throughout the game so you don't lose them when you lose a life and huge point bonuses can be got from this as well, like huge point bonuses. Yeah, some of it I didn't, I really didn't know how to play it, and I, I've struggled with it. But what I started doing—is this life itself, or or this game? Both. Oh, okay, both. okay, yeah, 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 both, yeah, 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 yeah. I started using it as like a, a shoot 'em up, so I didn't go over the. Of course you did. Of course, you, I didn't go over the creatures. Yeah. I used the rainbow to smash them. Smash them right in the chops. It's much more enjoyable, much less points. Yes. But sometimes you got like, you're getting 6,000, 5,000. So what have I done here? What have I done? I have no idea what I've done. Get to level what the end of level one, like 50,000 instead of 15. Yeah. I have no idea. So I was just, yeah, there's just so much going on. What I was tending to do is I got, I, I smashed the the rainbows over the baddies whenever I could to get as many diamonds as I could. I didn't, I didn't know what area of the screen I was getting them to get the colours. just getting them and getting them all before I do the end level. And if you kill the bad guy at the end and you've got all seven diamonds, I think you get an extra life for doing that as well, actually. I've got an extra life before doing that. And then you get a big diamond. Instead of a big fruit at the end worth quite a few thousand points, you get a big diamond, which I think is worth 100,000. And obviously, if you get all seven throughout all the levels, that's when you get the three opened up at the end. But there's also, if you get the, the diamonds in, in, in order, 
you get the secret rooms open. It's like a secret mirror comes up at the top. So if you get the big diamond by killing the bad guy, the boss, and then jump in the secret mirror, you get to get the diamond again when you come back out. So you can double those bonus points up. So there's loads of points available there if you know how to do that. But it's just too complicated for me. Mm. So the graphics and sound, you didn't like Somewhere Over the Rainbow over and over and over again. God, but no. I quite like it. and I often hum it around the house. It was just so annoying to me. Uh, the bubble bubble tune is infinitely good. But that, this, that was sometimes in the MAME settings. Sometimes in the MAME settings. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? I love it. I really like it. Sometimes in the main settings, you can turn one of the sound sliders down to remove the. Oh yeah, I never thought about doing the that. Sound, yeah. but it didn't. It didn't. It just removed all the sound the sliders that you, that you had. Oh. So I just switched it off. I just it just driving me insane. I quite like it. I, it's really weird, isn't it? Because I've got this thing with my hearing where certain noises really wind me up more than anyone would normally be wound up by, like beeping and repetitive sounds. But little tunes like this. I don't they don't really bother me. I quite like them. And it's, it's it's sort of like a it's almost like a trance thing. It's like sort of you it just you just hear it all the time and you just get into it and you just accept it. But obviously you're not like that and you don't no. like it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because Bubble Bubbles plays the same. I don't know how many bars of the tune there is before it repeats. There's not many, mm-hmm. and that just repeats, and you don't mind that. No, it's weird, weird isn't it? But that's a great tune. This is not. I quite like it. I love the graphics, actually. Graphics and sound, lovely and cartoony, well animated. The graphic, the levels are varied. I think it's a really nice, really nice looking. Yeah, it is. It's gorgeous game. looking, isn't it? Lovely animations, really good. Absolutely agreed. Uh, lovely Taito cutesy at the height of their cutefulness. That is a word. It's a word. It is now. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I quite like the. They got sort of like quite a, a chubby, cute looking things. Even even the spiders have got like boss eyes. And they're mm. just really cute. Yeah, I really like these graphics on this. It's really, really nice. I wish a lot more games were like this, especially nowadays. Mm. There's no cabinet art, as far as we know. It was that era of kits to convert old cabinets, like the mid to, mid to late 80s. 87, this one, isn't it? Yeah. There is a super expensive PCV version, PCB version of this game called Extra Version, which is super hard, super sought after, i.e. expensive, and from what I've gathered, really good Rainbow Islands players absolutely hate this game. It's a very different game. Oh. I think the levels are in different order, and it, it plays difficult, different as well. I'm not sure it's more difficult, but a lot of the players seem to hate it. I don't think it follows the same kind of um, flow as the original. Mm. There is a bootleg PCB of it, which has the on-screen title of Jumping, uh, and can be ROM-swapped to play the original version. I actually had Rainbow Islands, you know, years ago, the PCV of it, and I swapped it for a Taito... Oh, what's that hardware? Taito... I gave the board to Lewis a little while ago. It's the Taito G-Net hardware. The one that takes little compact flashcards. It's that hardware that plays different games on it. And I swapped it for that years and years and years ago, before it was really super expensive. I think a Rainbow Islands PCV now is at least 500 quid. Wow. It's quite expensive. Right. The scores. Um, I remember Ollie Cotton, our friend mm-hmm. of arcade art uh, fantasticness. 
he was the world record holder on this until someone counter-stopped it. Because apparently it gets to 9,999,999 and it just stops score. So as soon as someone got that, that's it. They're the world record holder forever. God. But he was the world record holder for a long, long time. I think after that, it's just a speed run to see who can do it in the in the, the quickest time to get that high. But yeah, I think 9,999,999 is the highest score you can get on it. So Ooh. let's do the score, shall we? Is my yeah. score in there? Have you put mine? Yes, you have. With these scores, I checked before we announced that Rainbow Island was going to be a game. I checked Sidekick yeah. because if anyone plays Rainbow Island and, and they're in the Tempe club, but their score goes into the club. Yeah, the club, so, in the club. In, so, there, so there was four, 13 or 14 people with high scores that yeah. were, were already in the Rainbow Island's course tempe thing so they they didn't count unless they were playing again and i would count the game i count the score yeah sure they did for the contest so a lot of them like somebody got a couple of million but it wasn't it was before we start started this so it didn't count you see what i mean yeah yeah okay let's do it then bit bit tricky doing all this but i think i've got them all go on right down the bottom is the store forty three thousand eight thirty. Dr. Goggles, 7,900. 7,900? 70,900, 7,900. Oh, yeah, 70,900. This is a turn up for the books. Right, right the opposite way around now. Louis Wellham, who was the uh, world record holder last time, is now down the bottom at 93,820. Obviously, didn't appeal to him. Ooh. Retro Rex, I think we read his comments out in the, in the feedback section. 105,380. Paul McCaskey, 109,310. Ross Ross, 114,560. Ooh, I thought this is his kind of game. I think it'd be much bigger than that. King Stacy, or Stacy King as he likes to be known, 139,300. I scored a disappointing 139,300. I love this game on my Spectrum Plus 3 and could get far into it. I just cannot get a feel for the movement and jump of the arcade version, which is odd because I've been playing Spider-Man on PS5 and that has tons of controls to internalise. Yeah, I, I did struggle with the with the controls, I'll be honest. ZX Michael, 155, 390. Chris K. June, 237,310. PG IDZ, 256,400. The Old Golder, 276,240. Old Man Steve, 283,620. Adam Flint, 289,240. There's just not many arcade games that don't seem to have a MAME for droid-friendly ROM, but Rainbow Islands is one. Just for this challenge, I eventually installed MAME64 on my Windows laptop. Thus, I didn't play very much Rainbow Islands, but here is my score. I just started listening to your lengthy back catalogue and getting to grips with Pirate Ship Higamaru. Ooh. The, the MAME for droid that he's using is from 2003. Oh, the my Lord. Set. That the is old. Is one is is some point three seven, and we're on like point two five something now. Oh God, that is so really old, really, isn't it? Really, really old. Yeah. Uh, you, you next. Three hundred ten thousand three hundred and seventy. I think I could have got a lot more than this. You know, I got over six hundred thousand on the Master System version. I had about three goes of it, and I didn't have that many goes on this. I didn't have enough time to play it. I would like to have played more. Because mm. this is just like halfway. I think it's just I just finished the first level and got a little way through the second level. So yeah, loads more points we got on that one, I reckon. Deadlock three hundred twenty three thousand nine thirty. 
Huge thanks to Sean Tagster for sorting out my Rainbow Islands issue. Got my first game on Rainbow Islands. Got in my first game. Andrew got, uh, driving down the M45. 324,940. And you, Sean, little ping for you, 327,620. Yeah, I did. A, no, I didn't do all right. You, these, these scores are phenomenal coming up. They are. Tagster, no, no. Tactical Giles, even. 355,920. Pilbo, 387,830. Salbug, 406.980. A little torn on this one. It grew grew on me after a few plays, but it's got, still got a slight janky to, jankiness to it. Just not as fluid and playable as the Stone Cold Classic Kangaroo. Absolutely <laughs> right. Majok, 433,650. Matt Neo MK, 477.640. Could never click with this game in the arcades, but remember the fine Amiga port. It was really, really good. Nah. Had the mini Tempe effect over the month and was enjoying it in the end. Getting that diamond bonus can be tricky. Mr. Messi, 517,170. What an excellent port of a superb Amiga original. What? The only <laughs> things joking. missing are the crack intro featuring funky Eurodance beats and the tediously slow disc access. Had to map the jump button to up on the joystick for true gameplay experience. That tells you all you need to know about Amigas. He didn't. He was only joking. He said later on. His aide, 597980. Rainbow Islands. I could never fully get the hang of the mechanics back in the day, but always quite enjoyed it. After spending more time with it, I still never feel fully in control. Yeah, I don't. Mm. I also hate losing all the parts when you die. Overall, I find it more frustrating and addictive. That's my view, too. Mm. Here's Jimmy, 599,740. Cristobal, 64, 624,690. This game could have been one of the all-time great platformers if it wasn't for the unsteady rainbow mechanic. The rainbows manage to be too solid when you want them to fall and too unstable when you want to walk on them. Yeah, I do struggle with that as well. P.S. You might be interested in this nerdiness factor. That tiny little NUC Nukebox 5 mini PC running Batasera Linux. It can do anything up to Dreamcast and Naomi, Atomic Wave. So basically, everything you to be anything you be everything you'd be interested in. Batasera is a Linux I've been looking at. I think it's a Raspberry Pi more than anything. This was um, pointed at me because I noticed in his picture he sent with his score. There's a very tiny PC in there. I think they're called Nook boxes. They're mm. very tiny little things that run on really low power. And I asked him about what it was running. And that's interesting to know it's quite a powerful version of Linux that can do all up to Dreamcast and Naomi stuff. That's quite good. Do you know what Nook's short for? No. Next unit of computing. It's an <gasps> Intel thing. Ooh. <laughs> it's James, like James Wisemid, 664,490. <laughs> Peter Porak, 670,440. Bill Wallum, Stereo Deluxe, uh, 825,380. Rainbow Islands, very nostalgic. I think I've progressed way further than ever before, all based on triple rainbow panic jumping and points collecting. I've reached my limit, though. Too many frantic, cute colours bring on my migraines. So this tells you something about the points. It, Bill's just got two points, so he's just getting into the points with 800,000 points. Mm. Zorro, do you want to say his full name there? Jeremy Riley! <laughs> <laughs> Three points with 895,510. Rob DC, 903,880. Adam Ross, 
one million and twenty-one thousand up to the Millionaires Club. I only had one quick go. Sneaked a game before the deadline. Wow. Now, there are six people in the Millionaires Club. Japing Barber is one of them. One million twenty-three thousand one sixty. A bit obsessed with this game. Getting closer to the million. Obviously cleared it. Loving this game. A nice palate cleanse after feeling groggy playing the soggy boggy. Oh, like it. Mark, what no gravy? 1,040,790. At level 10, it's proving to be something of a sticking point, but well pleased with that last score. Mm. Rygar, 1,970,610. He's had loads of comments on Twitter. I've missed them all, my dear. Tagster, in second place with nine points. 2,902,940. 30 points, some improvements, but 5 million in first place are some way ahead. So our top scorer is Pinga, uh, 6,084,440. And he's put it on Twitch as well. So we can, might be able to put a link to this and get in his score. Yeah, I think I think the one he did on Twitch was a 5 million, but he's he's really, really good at it. And he's, he's on Charlie Farr's Twitch stream a lot. I, so. I keep in contact with him because he does some very interesting stuff with arcades. He, he's, he's got quite a collection. Yeah, that's a brilliant yeah. score, though. He's obviously a good player as well. Wow. Yeah. Ports and sequels, tons of them. Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum, Amstrad, Atari ST, Amiga, NES, Master System, PC Engine CD, FM Towns Marty, Wonderswan even. Wow, Wonderswan. Game Boy Color, Sega Saturn, PlayStation Mega Drive, and the Mobiles. Loads of things got there, since it's been it's been put in a lot of collections as well with bubble balls, things like that. And a very good Amiga version. No. This is the one that was almost arcade perfect. And I did like it. I did like it then, but I think because I was I think I, th- I remember thinking at the time, this is an arcade game. We've got an arcade game in my house the first time since forever. So I, I played it a lot and I enjoyed it, but I not so much now. I like it on the Famicom and the Master System. It's good. It plays a much more sedate place. Oof. I.e. slower. <laughs> Changes or improvements, I'd have pushing down on a rainbow to crush it because the amount of times I've run up, run up that rainbow and hit someone when I'm trying to jump on it. And I never got the hang of the mechanic of you can run jump and then make the rainbow and jump jump really quick and I was like making a rainbow running on it and then if, if I popped it then I'd fall down like 19 levels and drown right here is the big question Every, all of our listeners want to know what we thought of it millions of listeners across the world what annoy for? or enjoy and I've just put meh can't get on with the janky rainbow thing too many accidental deaths climbing up climbing up one into the bad guy above i did it loads of times and i know that it's technique and i know i could learn the technique and get good at the game and enjoy the game but i haven't got that much interest in it mm. it's got a massively high score on on sidekick something like 8.5 out of 10 is massive that is yeah so people it. love this game and i just when I treated it as a shooter, when I was bashing the rainbows, I thought I quite enjoyed it instead of squashing them. Because mm. trying to squash them and running up them instead, I just just did not get it. And I tried for hours because I thought there's a good game in here. I know there is, and it's just I couldn't just crack it. I just couldn't crack how to do it properly. Mm. So in the end, I've sort of thought it's not for me. This I should I should back away while I can with mm. my dignity intact. Yeah. Yeah, with me, mm. it's a knife edge, but enjoy. Mm. 
I'd need to play much more to get the hang of it uh, and to get used to the not quite intuitive rainbow mechanism. Bubbles mm. are so much nicer. I do think it's a poor person's bubble bubble, though, I'm afraid. It kind of reminds me more of a console game because there's lots of secrets and hidden things you've got to try to look out for and find and do things in a certain way. I've also remembered now, it's in that guide like, that we've linked to, if you do get the really super secret stuff and you get things in order and get the, all the secrets and everything, it actually gives you secret button combinations like the Konami code to put in on an arcade machine to get certain things through the game. So it does actually give you cheat codes if you're good enough at it to play. And apparently, I've just remembered something else actually now. Some one of our listeners told me on Twitter, if you play the game in a certain way and you have another credit, it remembers things from your game and it gives you certain things in the game later on. So that's why we had to put a disclaimer on Twitter saying you need to play your game from a fresh start. Because it remembers things from the game you played. And when you go back, if you do certain things again, you get certain things, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's more like, it was getting towards more like a console kind of game in the arcade. It always reminds me of a console game. Always does. Mm. That Parasol Stars was... Yeah, we're going to get onto that right now, actually. The last word, which is what we would play perhaps instead of the game. Bubble Bubble, of course. It's just Mm, natural, isn't it? I've yeah. never played Parasol Stars, and Parasol Stars was not an arcade game. It was a PC Engine game, and apparently it was released in the arcade with PC Engine hardware attached like a jammer loom. Yeah. So it's actually a PC Engine shoved in an arcade machine. That's what it was. It was never an arcade board. It's a PC Engine game. But that is like a sort of sequel to this. So it's sort right. of a bit further removed from Bubble Bobble again, but it uses the same characters. I've never played it, and I mean to, because it's, it's all, I've got it on the PC Engine, never really played it. And it's supposed to be in the same series, so it's got must have the same cutesy and characters and you know mechanics, I suppose. Can you remember when we did that, the top 50 arcade games, and we, got, we actually got hundreds of votes for this? Yeah. And I, I said, put, put your top five games down, and I'll collate them all. And Rainbow, I'm just looking at it now. I think it was, was it 2018 or 20, even maybe 2017? Because Outrun won overall, didn't it? Outrun was first. Street Mm -hmm. Fighter 2 was second. Star Wars, Donkey Kong. Bubble Bobble was fourth. Yeah. But there's there's no mention of Rainbow Islands in the top 50, none. Really? Weird. But there is, these are all triple A's. There's Pac-Man, Double Dragon, Robotron, R-Type, Track and Field, Bomb Jack, Space Invaders, Gyrus, Gallagher. And it goes on and on. Yeah. But there's no Rainbow Islands, which I thought was strange. Yeah, I sort of enjoy playing this one, but um, it's one of those games where you need to sort of play it a lot and remember lots to do it properly. And there's obviously there's different endings as well, just like Bubble Bobble, you've got to do different things. And it's just too convoluted for me, and my tiny brain can't cope with it all. I have to have it all written down on a spreadsheet to do this game properly, I think, and I can't do that and play a game at the same time. Yeah, I'd say to Mr. 20 to 5, I'd have one good game Ooh. where I quite enjoyed it, and then five bad games where I just, you know, I didn't, I wasn't able to pop the bubbles in time, and I was just faffing around with that, and, and then... Getting, I was drowning because I was panicking and pressing jump. I was pressing <laughs> jump and, <laughs> jump and f- create bubble at the same time and popping them as I was landing. I'm just get falling down. 
uh, yeah. talking of that lad, mm. he hasn't put a score in, has he? No. No. Ooh, have you missed it? It'd be very sad if you missed his score, Mr. 20 to 5. I don't think he did. <laughs> to him, then. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, Sean. Yeah. Let's. Next show's game. I, I wasn't going to let you pick any more games because you picked Boggy, and that is unforgivable. So well, I'm going I'm to trust you now. Classic. I'm going to trust. Yeah. Do you want me to take it away again? <laughs> Yeah, you be quiet. What are you going to pick, Sean? And I'll, I'll, well, I will use my almost taskmaster-like skills to allow it or not. What are you going well, to pick? Well, Mr. Mr. Ross Ross said, we've had loads of platformers, loads of maze Never mind games. him. He says, how about another shoot em up I oh, said, God. yeah. Oh, here we go. So I looked, looked back at Bullet Hells, and we've not done what we did. Oh, no. We did Giga Wing, and we did Strikers 1945. Both terrible yeah. games. We haven't done the brilliant game. We haven't no, done anything for a long time. So I thought, why not? Because Canico have done, they did Boggy 84. So, you oh, know. You've really not got this, have you, Sean? Top quality game. <laughs> oh, God, I'm getting a migraine. Ow, 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 it hurts. They went ow. on to release the exquisite, supreme, incredible, I need to get into this game, Sivan. C-Y-V-R-E-N is called subtitle The Dragon Warriors of the Dragon Master something like that Okay, and it's, it is by Kaneko I think they got their act together yes. 1998 oh, it was the, quite late then for us mm, the ROM is C-Y-V-E-R-N it's one of them games where you have to flick the dip switch to see the settings but it, it's all it's all default three lives normal difficulty extra life every million that's not very fair is it and you only get well, two well depends bombs. if it's giga wing kind of scores or not doesn't it you get a million by hitting four enemies in mm, that game but it's it's a very clever it's two bone game so you say I love it is it like Sikio shooters no no don't get mental like that from good because I, I absolutely hate those games I hate everything Sikio ever made I'm glad I'm of not, that I will give I'm, this one a go I think I've played it once or twice in passing and I can't it's, remember what it's like. I know it's a vertical shooter. That's all I know. I don't think Sikio are bullet hell mean and they've got a big hitbox. I think this has a smaller hitbox on your dragons. Right. But it's just so stylish and so good and the music's good. Let's see what the gameplay is like, kids. Because sure. I can't quite Save remember. it for the next podcast. Yes. Woohoo! So, decent, kids. Woohoo! Well, I'll be the judge of that. Um, <laughs> submit your score to this game. Using arcade ROMs only, please. No scores for console or computer compilations, as they may be different. Uh, you can put your scores through on the Twitter hashtag 10pscore, 10PSCORE. You can use a Sidekick app in the 10 pence club section. You can email to the site, which is my one of my emails, vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can put a comment on Facebook on the podcast post or do it through UKVAC. Uh, the deadline for sub- score submissions is Monday, 27th of March, 2023, 5pm UK time, please. Yeah, it's a shooter. I don't mind shooters. Let's give it a go, shall we? Mm. And on that note, I'm out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pencearcade. 
and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 